0: Yo, what's up guys? Welcome to another episode of The Breakdown. My name is Joe Radonis and with me as always is... Ryan Turner. We're excited today. It's Tuesday, which is upper body day at
1: the house. Um, it's a good day. Never skip upper body day. It's a popular day. That's what they say. You got to work the chest. When did you learn that's what they say? Uh,
0: when I decided that they said it. That sounds about right. Yep, that's correct. The world is okay. And the crowd goes wild. Today, we're going to be using (laughs) buttons, guys, and sound effects. We're going to start having fun with this shit. This is our fun episode. (laughs) So we are back, and today we're going to be talking about a very fun topic. Debatable. Overtraining.
1: What does that mean? So fun. I love being extra sore. Do you train so much (laughs) that you overtrain? Do I? Do you? I do Sometimes. It's, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. No. Who does
0: Who likes overtraining?
1: Yeah, and most of the time you don't know that you've overtrained until you've overtrained, that's, which is <laughs> that's what happens. It's like
0: I'm moody and I'm for irritable, and it's like, is it me? Sometimes,
1: most times, yes, yes, yes yeah. it is. <laughs> Uh, so overtraining, I think is something that a lot of people can, uh, can experience, um, especially whether it's, it's this time of year, time of year, really when, when excitement and motivation is extremely high, everyone's thinking, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going go, to go balls to the, to the wall. I was trying to think of another way to say that <laughs> but balls to the wall it is. So people get excited. They have a lot of motivation. They want to make change. And who is, uh, who's anybody to stop them? Not me. No, I'm not gonna stop yeah. you. I'm not gonna take your fitness away from you. <laughs> yeah, but if someone told me, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do 20 workouts in a week, that's a lot. I'm gonna do 20 workouts in a week. Uh I'd probably hear that and say, that sounds like a lot. It's aggressive. Let's, let's talk about what's happening. Um, because what are your goals and uh what can your body handle? Right? Someone says, I'm gonna put on twenty pounds of muscle in this month. That is not no, someone didn't set expectations, right? No, that's a little, that's
0: a little much. A little
1: much, but they might think, okay, but if I train enough, I will. Or on the other side, people talk about weight loss, body fat loss. I'm going to lose 20 pounds in this month. And I say, well, that's also a little bit too much on the unhealthy end, right? It can be done, but why? <laughs> it can be done, but I would say it would be done in an unhealthy manner. And you're probably going to compromise your body. So you can compromise your body. You can compromise your muscle mass, which is where I always come from from a nutrition standpoint. I always say, hey, let's do this in a way where you don't compromise any muscle mass. The number one goal you want to do is maintain at least your muscle mass. Mm-hmm. It's not about growing. It's not about needing to, you know, uh, get all bro y with this. Like you don't have to just, you don't have to put on muscle all the time, but just maintain your muscle for me. So even with, uh, with, with, with with strength training, you don't need to always just lift heavier every single time. You can do something to help yourself maintain. Would mm. you Would you agree with that? Yeah, no, I do. I think you need to do that. Mm-hmm. So
0: if you are lift, if you're doing the same routine all the time, at some point you hit a place where you're no longer experiencing benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're going for strength and you're you're lifting heavy, you're gonna start to see strength increases. But at some point, you're going to start to notice that you're performing. Not as well. It just it just happens. I, I you know if you're new to weightlifting, what's very common is if you've never lifted a weight in your entire life, training benefits are going to skyrocket for you. You're probably going to notice a lot of benefits very early on. Sure. Right? Uh, you've yeah. never lifted in your life. I, I put you on a weightlifting plan. You're going to see a lot of benefits very early on and rather quickly. That's exciting. The same thing happens with nutrition, right? If you have been eating unhealthy for a very long time or just mm-hmm. not paying attention, mm-hmm. when you start changing that up and, and paying attention, I think you will notice a lot of weight loss. Sure. And, 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 and advantages. But at some point, those, you know, those increases in performance or with weight loss, I think they start to get a little bit incrementally smaller through time. Not a
1: bad thing. No, not a bad thing. But it's a time where you need to be reminded by a coach, by somebody to say, hey, you're not going to see this adaption as as quickly as you initially did. And more doesn't always equal better.
0: No, it does not. In fact, it can be detrimental. You can get to a point where you're trying to be productive and you think you're doing quote unquote the right thing by maybe working out every day and being disciplined, which yes, it's good, but within balance because it can also, a healthy habit can turn into an unhealthy one. It can turn into something that's counterproductive. Sure.
1: Yeah. And so th- this is the overtraining. That's that's almost how, how Joe would define overtraining in so many words right now as, as your face is talking. <laughs> yes. Okay. My face Got is... It. Yes, my face. Yeah, is face now. is talking. So you you would see this in someone. Um, can you can you give us an example of uh, maybe someone you've worked with that uh, that you've you've known that they were experiencing overtraining? Um, you've noticed it. Whether you've been able to support them or not, maybe give them advice to. You know, not continue training. Um, but what's what's an example of maybe one of your clients or someone you saw that, that was over training? Yeah. So, well, I've
0: experienced it myself. And then my clients certainly have experienced it. And we make adjustments and I'll see it with people that I coach, right? In, in a group fitness setting. What you notice is that uh, in the beginning, uh, let's say weeks one to three, if somebody's new to the program, they will again see those improvements uh, gradually. Week after week, you see them get better. Um, but you can even extrapolate it into a few months, um, six months, where they'll see it changes and maybe if we're doing a lot of sprints, they may get faster over time in the beginning. But at some point, they will get slower. They maybe have not been allowing for enough recovery time. They've been exercising too much. So in the beginning it was good. We were building the habit. Maybe they were working out three, four, five times a week and they were they were disciplined. They were going to the gym. But then we see their performance start to decline. And a person will get frustrated then. They'll be like, why? I am here, I'm putting in the work. How am I not getting faster? How am I not getting better? Why am I not getting stronger? I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But they're forgetting uh, that you need to step away from from that movement or that style of workout sometimes to allow yourself to recover. Um, So overtraining uh, really comes from too much exercise without enough recovery or from chronic underfueling or both, right? Okay, yeah. Um, so when you start to notice these things, like there are signs for overtraining that you have to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just have to watch out for certain indications. And one of them is loss of
1: performance. And that's the first thing you'd see? Uh, cuz maybe you wouldn't want to get to that point someone wouldn't want to see a loss of performance maybe sure. maybe maybe they would want to be proactive about understanding when to see it so that they know hey you know what uh looks like um my recovery time is slowing i don't even know if that's what it would be at that point but um you know how can you catch it before performance ends up slipping because I doubt an, anybody's going to want to wait for that point. Yeah. I mean,
0: you try to be proactive with it. As you start to learn your body and how you feel, and even as you have been doing maybe similar training routines with yourself, you can try to get ahead of it or try, start to understand that, hey, maybe at this point in the month, um, I'm going to be at a point where I need to rest or do something different. That, But it's very tricky. Um, you have to learn yourself, and it depends on the person, right? For me, where I'm at now, uh, it tends to be, uh, you know, for an athlete, someone that's really training and has been for years, I notice that it's around, if you're starting a new program, around the third to fourth week in a month is if I've been going kind of more intense for one to three weeks. Usually that fourth week is when I'm feeling a bit fatigued. So that's a general principle I've noticed within myself. Um, so I like to do lower intense exercises during that fourth week of the month. Okay, generally good. speaking.
1: Hey, I was going to ask from the fitness side, if you if, if there is a guideline, because I think that everything can be personalized, yeah. everybody's different, but at the same point, um, there's going to be an area where you can probably say, you know, the third, fourth week at the end of the month, this is where you maybe want just, to just check in with yourself.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good way to stay proactive with it and maybe ahead of it. Um, plus, I like to feel sometimes like I'm going to miss my workout, like I want to miss it. Does that make sense? If I'm doing the same thing or say I'm training, uh, conditioning, speed work, I'm doing uh, my lifting routine, my program, that's my core discipline, right? That's what I'm doing. For somebody else, maybe they're an Ironman athlete, right, as an example, um, and that's their core discipline. You do that so often for so long, months and years at a time, Uh, it can become too routine, uh, and sometimes it can become like a chore. Like I have to train and do this.
1: Maybe just mundane, right? You start to feel does. a bit bored by it. You're not excited by it anymore. Right. And that's what you mean by not missing it. You want to keep right. that excitement alive. Right. Because when like you marriage. started
0: training, you I was excited by it. You're like, man, I cannot wait to get to this gym or I can't yeah. wait to train. Uh, so uh, generally speaking, in that fourth week, maybe sometimes go do something else and don't do your core discipline. Go do something completely different, okay. right? If you've ever boxed, go box. If you don't cycle, go cycle. Sure. Do something. Go do yoga, and then crave it. You like, you
1: wake up and you're like, oh man, I cannot wait to go lift, right? Sure. Yeah. And then you're back and you're reinvigorated. So people at this at this time of year again, they are very excited. They're jumping into a routine. They may be um, overextending themselves from what they were doing previously. Sure. Would you say, hey, you know what? If you if you set out to to, to To work through a fitness goal throughout January, please, by the end of this month, just reevaluate yourself. Would you set, would you tell someone to, to really open up their calendar and look at everything and be like, do not expect to be doing the same thing you're doing now? Like, would you, would you give that kind of strict guideline almost? Uh like you're not gonna be doing the same thing in February that you would in January kind of just like really plan for it and be proactive. Like would you be telling someone, go ahead right now, okay? If you are strength training, I want you to look ahead at your calendar and I want you to plan a different kind of activity. You know, something like you know, Pilates or yoga or you are gonna do more like a steady state kind of yeah. kind of activity. Like go ahead, plan it right now and get and get ready for that. Yeah, I think it you is would. Good okay. okay yeah, I would. Okay. Um
0: good. because if you don't, I think it's 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 hard it's still hard for me to do that it is it yeah, is hard for me to take recovery weeks mm-hmm. I know that I'm supposed to I still struggle with it so there's empathy in that because I can imagine uh, if it, for, it has to be hard for everybody I, I love this stuff and I'm I try to educate myself in this in these things where I know that it's good for me to take a recovery week and I'll come back stronger and refreshed but I it's still hard for me to break away because I love the habit Uh but yeah so it's it's better if you if you schedule it just as you do your normal workouts as part of the the
1: reason, it's productive you doing that allows you to be productive and better at what you're trying to accomplish sure and i think that's really hard for someone who hasn't gone through that cycle yet someone's thinking i'm making progress and again more is better Well, no, you actually have to just step back a little bit, let your body recover. So what's actually happening during that recovery week? um, If we think more about the body, right? So you've been lifting, you're seeing, um, you know, increased strength, likely increased muscle mass, I guess, right? Maybe someone could be seeing some sort of reduced body fat. But from the fitness standpoint, what are you seeing during that recovery period? Why, Why would you... Uh, you know, so maybe, maybe someone looks at you and they say, no, 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 I'm, I'm just going to keep going. I'm afraid that if I don't keep going, I'm going to fall off. And then, you know what, I'm not achieving anything, but you maybe would come and say, okay, I get it. And like, my advice was just, you know, to take some time off, but this is actually what's happening within your body. Would you, would you go into explaining that whole, um, you know, the physiology uh, behind that?
0: Yeah, there's a few things. Uh, first, if you're scared of losing the habit or the discipline, then f- keep the time slot, just fill the time slot with something else. So if we're training every other day at like 5.30 PM, well then if you're doing right now, strength training and conditioning on those days, and I would tell you on your recovery, on your recovery week, keep the time slot. So you're still doing the habit and still do something physical. I would mm-hmm. just move it to lower intense days. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a lot of high intensity training sprints, Bear crawls, deadlifts, and that type of stuff, then on that fourth week or whatever your recovery week is, go do something like yoga, Pilates, a walk in the park, stretching, core work, band work, anything that's lower impact. There's a few reasons for it. One, you don't want to cause overuse injuries. So if I'm doing um, a ton of deadlifts or if I'm doing overhead presses and the same type of movement, meaning I'm using the same like arm slot or alignment, over time, you're just breaking that. Down, you're just doing that continuous movement over and over and over again and if you do it for too long without breaking you can get chronic injury you can cause injury to that uh like i've, I've done it myself i've hurt my shoulder by doing the same type of shoulder press for too long and you're like all right i should have switched up the grip or something like that just sure. allowed it to recover yeah or that arm or slot that arm slot, that arm that. slot baby <laughs> what is what is an arm slot uh, it's just like a wide grip versus like a narrow grip. So oh, okay. like what your alignment is in yeah. that in that line in the
1: overhead press, the arm slot, the arm slot, arm slot sounds uh, like it, like it. it's like a baseball term even. Yeah, or like an '80s S- like like emo band. <laughs> oh shit! Arm slot, not bad. They're <laughs> coming on. Uh, okay, so those are uh, the kind of what's happening within your body.
0: There's also another reason. Oh, yeah, well, tell us. It is, it is your body is learning new movements. So if I have somebody that hasn't done athletic training before and they're learning, for example, proper sprint mechanics... Right, or we're using, we're doing plyos, right? Which means we're adding like a push up. You're adding like some air time to your push up type Mm -hmm. thing. Those are like plyos. I've seen those. I've seen some of your videos. Right. I love plyometrics. Yeah, especially when it's like slow down and makes makes it look more dramatic. It does. You do really good at that. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) When you do that, and you're new to it, uh, there's also the the thing that you need to slow down, sleep, and allow your brain to even catch up. To what this new movement is, it's learning a new skill. So if you're not allowing yourself to get proper rest and recovery, your brain doesn't even take time to process what this new movement is.
1: Is this like muscle memory? You're, it is. You're basically developing muscle memory while yeah. you're while you're sleeping.
0: Yeah, it's the same way that you learn anything else. If you're if you're studying for an exam and you're learning a new language, right? Um, you reading a book today. Uh, it does not get into your subconscious and into your, into, like, ingrained into your brain until you actually fall asleep, get your REM cycle. And then the next day, when you look at it, it's more automatic. So it's the same thing with a skill. I'll teach you a new skill and it might be awkward for you, weird for you in the first week even, but that second week, it becomes a little bit more natural, right? So it's, it's important to allow
1: for that time as well for adaption. Yeah. It's like muscle literature. Oh, right? okay, sure. It's like your brain remembering. <laughs> uh, well, okay. No, that's definitely, um, that's definitely something we need. Who wouldn't want that kind of thing, it's just, right? It's, so, sci- it's science. So we're <laughs> 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 Hashtag science. So we are—we're just making sure that you're taking some of that recovery time. We're hearing about the benefits of it. But let's say that someone doesn't uh, take that time, Joe, and maybe they didn't—they didn't heed your advice and. Um, they're like, I don't, you know, those benefits don't even sound good to me. They push through, um, and they're going to start to maybe see some more signs. I think that there are a few other signs that maybe you would want to make sure that people are aware of that would show that there has been overtraining on the muscle.
0: Yeah. There's, there's things to look for, um, within the workout itself, you'll like, you'll notice, you'll notice decreased performance, you'll increase perceived effort. So the Mm -hmm. workout will seem even harder, Mm -hmm. right? You might be doing the same workout and you're like, man, this was easier last week. Why is that right? Mm Your, my legs feel heavy, for example, versus they were light last week. This doesn't make any sense. Um, you might have excessive fatigue. So I've been in a workout before where your heart rate does not go down. You might be in a conditioning workout and really how it should work is perceived effort. You, you, you do the exercise, you might do a sprint, but while you're resting, your heart rate should recover. That's what we're doing in high intense training. You're trying to get to a high heart rate and then you're trying to get your body to recover within a short window. So you're trying to lower that heart rate. If that heart rate isn't lowering, that's a very clear sign of overtraining. I've been there myself. Your, your heart rate just will not settle down. You're like, oh my God, I can't, why can't I even in this workout
1: recover? Sure, That's a clear sign. Um, you'll get moody. Agitated. Is, is that is that all part of heart rate training? Is that something that I, I think I've asked you about this before in a different kind of setting? But with heart rate training, are do you do you follow people's heart rate throughout their training? Do you recommend a, like a wearable to make sure this isn't happening? I
0: well I I wear like the Whoop watch. I know. Yeah. Right. I wear Whoop or the mm-hmm. bracelet to see what that would look like. So. Yeah, I think it's good to have data. I don't do heart rate training, but to see where my heart rate might spike within a workout.
1: Okay. Yeah. Got and, it.
0: and and you'll see that because you'll, one, you'll feel it. When mm-hmm. you're in the workout, you'll be like, man, my heart rate is just like going crazy. Why am I not recovering? Then you look at the data and you're like, yeah, well, this makes sense. I really okay. didn't recover. Okay. My heart rate was always at almost its max. Sure. So it, it's a thing. Um, insomnia is one. Right. So you'll be agitated, moody. You might not be able to sleep. Even though you need sleep, you're at a point of insomnia. Um, appetites change, right? I won't crave certain foods that I know that I need, um, which again is now compounding the problem because you need to rest and recover, but your body, you're having insomnia and you need food because you're underfueling yourself, but you have a loss of appetite. Sure, there's even more stress in the body at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. Which turns into even psychological stress. Which can lead for depression.
1: There's, there's, that's a huge. That is, a, that is a real thing. I think that's a topic in itself because I think that when we talk about depression and how it can affect and what is affecting it, um, you know, this time of year can be one of those things. It could be the overtraining. It could be eating in a certain way. It could be uh, your body not absorbing certain nutrients. Right. Yeah. There's so many things that can, um, that can support, uh, the can think just support your depression. Yeah. Uh, so that would be a great topic to bring up another, another day.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah well, it's, it's an interesting one because you're, look, all, the bottom line with all of these signs of overtraining, by themselves, it might not be a problem, right? Maybe you had a bad day with decreased performance. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're overtraining, Maybe you were a bit fatigued during this workout. Still doesn't mean that you're, you know, maybe you didn't have a great appetite today. Mm-hmm. Doesn't net but when you connect the dots, if you see a lot of these signs over a couple of days, you just might want to take a step back and be like, okay, I might be overtraining right now. Maybe that's the reason I'm not sleeping. Maybe that's the reason I'm not eating well. Um, what I see a lot of people do is a very common mistake, is they will try to push through over training. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, I'm over training, I know that. I need to feel really good so that instead of slowing down to take a step back to take some steps forward, like slow down to speed up, they speed up more, 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 but it's cause you're just compounding the problem. Because maybe they don't know anything else. Possibly. There is an awareness. I also think that it's a psychological thing of some people have a hard time letting go of the habit. Oh, for sure. It's all that they know. Yeah. So they're scared to not work out. I think there's also a fear of if I don't work out, I'll lose progress.
1: Sure. Yeah. And if you're not seeing progress, something's going to have to give, correct? Yes. Right? You're not seeing progress. So you have to almost look someone in the eye and say, if you continuing doing the same thing, are you going to expect a different result? You have to understand that. Yeah. So how can we change that around? I mean, something. Just so... Um, Is there any guidelines or advice that you would give someone to say, hey, you're having a really hard time taking a rest. You're having a really hard time uh, helping yourself recover. Maybe you can do some of these things. Like I was just thinking this. I was thinking maybe it would be a really good thing to kind of link up with maybe another group of people, some kind of friends to say, hey, this is our recovery week together. So everyone's kind of it's like you're creating your own little uh, community within there um, and you can kind of support each other. Oh, man, I feel like I'm really missing out on these workouts. I'm not seeing the gains that I want to be seeing right now. And everyone's like, no, no, no. This is all part of the process. Someone's reminding you. I think that's where a coach comes in. But I think that friends, even family can do that.
0: I think that's amazing. Yeah, because you're you're having a, It's the same reason why you would exercise. You have accountability, you have a team around you. So do the same thing with the recovery thing. And you also you have to frame it just as you did that this is still productive. That's that's kind of the the thing that I'll do with clients is remind them you taking time off, quote unquote, isn't you taking time off. Mm -hmm. You're still being active. We're just changing the way that we're being active to allow your body to relax for a second so that you can come back and attack your training at a higher level. So if you don't take this week or you don't take your recovery seriously, um, you're just not going to improve. And then why are we doing what we're doing in the first place? So you're Mm -hmm. not going to reach the goals that you want. Um, So reframe it to where I've had to do this with myself. I'm like, how do I turn a rest of the week into something that I believe is productive? And that, I mean, that's it. It's a important part of the
1: equation. I think you have to go through at least one, like a, one of those cycles, right? If you, if you end up saying that throughout training and, you know, you've now set your intention to, to work out more by the end of the years, whatever you want to do, you want to see some sort of adaption. Well, okay. Every, every three to four weeks, make, you know, just make sure that you're planning some sort of recovery. But I think when someone goes through that first cycle and they, and they realize that after that recovery week, that they didn't lose strength, that they're still able to kind of push through. I think that's a great time to say, Hey, Look at your outcome. You did take a week off, and you are stronger, right? And you. So that's something where you know, journal that, put that in somewhere. Uh, take a video. Uh, you know, show someone. Uh, you know, take 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 a take a shirtless picture to show them that a week off doesn't mean that you're gonna you're gonna lose your muscle. No, in fact, you might gain. Exactly. You and take that, like three four days off, like yeah. at
0: the appropriate time, you might be surprised. You're like, I have not worked out. I've been relaxing, and I. Like, I look more
1: defined. I feel refreshed. And that, I think, gets into the psychological um, side as well about stress and things like cortisol, right? We start to see some hormone dysfunction. If somebody's stress hormones, a cortisol hormone, if that remains high from overtraining, from the stress of thinking, I have to keep doing this. I have to keep this one routine. That stress, that high cortisol level is actually associated with muscle breakdown it's not an anabolic it's a it's more of a catabolic type of hormone so you want to be able to uh, to mitigate um, any kind of effect of that kind of stress. So, yeah. um, or that hormone. So, so getting rest, getting sleep, that's where someone can go on, you know, away on a vacation and they're laying on the beach or they're going on like a great nature hike yeah. um, and they're not lifting, right? They're resting. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe they did have an alcoholic drink over here and they're thinking, oh, this is going to ruin me and it's not. And they come back, they're like, oh, but gosh, you know, I haven't lost strength. I'm actually seeing my body composition hasn't changed so much. Yeah. But I think that that stress, that cortisol, Side is really something that um, can speak to a lot of people. And I've been able to push that um, or just educate people on that one thing. And it's been really helpful. Um, Because when, from the nutrition side, the overtraining that I end up seeing really is something where um, somebody's body, right? Cause we end up taking body composition measurements here. Um, and if I start to see somebody's muscle mass not being maintained, their muscle mass uh, starts to decrease. Their, their body fat starts to stabilize and maybe their weight is going up or the weight they're not seeing any weight loss, right? So everything is kind of going in reverse. Mm-hmm. That is the first sign that I see that they are outworking their diet, that they've increased their activity and they, they, that they've just dropped their overall um, calories, yeah. right? They're under eating. Usually that's like about, uh, you know, less than 70% of their overall energy needs over time. And that's specific to each person but that would be maybe you know one of the first signs that i would start to see after what you were talking about with the mood you know they're not feeling as stable anymore maybe they're not sleeping as well maybe they're not digesting so there's some maldigestion they're feeling a little bit more bloated they're feeling a little bit uh, heavy mm-hmm. so when you're when you're under eating someone might feel bloated and they're thinking, uh, oh, it's because I'm eating too much, so I'm gonna eat less. And so they keep going less. So it's this yeah. it's this vicious cycle that we end up seeing. So those are some things that can be reversed really quickly, be- right? Yes. And that's not too bad. But there is the side of the overtraining that I end up seeing where somebody can start to see things like um, like in females, we start to see amenorrhea or the loss of a period. You end up losing your period, you have a hormone imbalance, you have lower amounts of estrogen, progesterone, even testosterone growth hormone that are gonna help your body adapt throughout the training you're doing. You're not, you're not gonna see any type of return on, on, on what you're trying to put into your body. Um, so the loss of a period is going to get pretty serious. We're going to see, um, you know, uh, things like stress fractures. So uh, when, when I start to hear an athlete saying, oh, man, you know what? My, my muscles are really sore. I can't, I can't seem to stretch this out or roll this out. That can be a sign that that their body isn't getting enough. Their muscles aren't getting enough nutrition. Um, and then down the line, we start to see the stress fractures in their bones where they might say, oh, I have a little bit like, a, you know, some foot pain or some pain or a pain in my knee or something like that, and then all of a sudden, we need to make sure, okay, we have an issue. We're starting to see something like the loss of a period. We start to see amenorrhea, and then we talk with them, and we understand that their calories end up being a little bit lower than they actually need. That's actually called a female um, athlete triad. That's something that we can actually look at and see. Right now, it's actually being re- redefined as red S or relative energy uh, deficiency in sport. And the reason it changed is because we we're because we now pulling men into that area. So what we're seeing is that, you know, men aren't, obviously aren't having a period, but it's something where we're starting to see hormone imbalances, lower amounts of testosterone with men that are overtraining and under eating. Okay. And that's not going to help their muscles adapt over time um, and they're not going to see any strength gains. They're going to see muscle loss during that. Mm -hmm. So, so that, that is that, that ends up being pretty serious. And then, and then we have to kind of go through a refeeding, um, uh, area with them, right. Starting to say, okay, I see how many maybe calories you're eating. You are under eating and slowly starting to reverse that by giving them a little bit more food here and there, because we don't want to get someone where they've gotten to this point, right. We're now beyond the sleep, uh, challenges, right. We're beyond the, We're beyond the bloating. We're beyond the mood swings. Um, And uh, we just now need to have them start to increase their calories again from that nutrition standpoint. Or we take the other route. And usually if we start to see someone like a female... With all those challenges I just mentioned, we would actually just ask them to actually stop working out. How about that? That ends up putting them in the position that we're talking about where you need to take a break. And now it becomes so psychologically almost damaging for some people. Like, okay, now my body's broken and I'm taking a break. I'm not looking ahead at just the end of this week and I can start again. No, I'm looking at the end of maybe two months right? Until maybe my period returns or something like that. So um, th- that's the very serious side. Um, we want to make sure people don't get there. And I think that that is the education that I would drop on somebody and say, this is what we don't want to get to. And they get, oh, okay, it sounds pretty serious. I don't want that either. So I'm going to listen to Joe. I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to make sure I'm not under eating.
0: Well, look, it's pretty amazing that these issues are solved by just taking a step back for a second.
1: Yeah, for sure. And resting and trusting your coach.
0: Yo, just yeah, you but I I understand why we don't. I understand oh, why yeah. it's hard. Um but hopefully this message is getting across that rest is productive. That is something that I struggled with personally. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of our athletes do because everybody is so go go go, mm-hmm. which is a great asset, but you have got to be smart and also know that you resting is going to put you ahead. So if you got to look at it that way, look at it that way, but to bury yourself into the ground by just thinking that you going more and more intense, doing more and more and more is only going to hurt you. You're going to get injured and then you're not going to be able to do the thing you love. You're going to start hurting yourself and a healthy habit becomes an unhealthy one. And why do we want that? So when you rest, you should rest. Now the psychological thing is real. It can become an identity kind of issue because you see yourself as an athlete or you see yourself as someone that is an avid exerciser, and
1: the second that I take
0: that away from you, even for a day or a week, you're like, "Who am I?
1: What well, do the, I do?" Yeah, the the identity is lost, right? Right? Especially in a city of very Type A people, right? Right? We all got to where we are because we are go getters, yes. But you I promise, there's us.
0: more to you than just you exercising, right? And in fact, that's a really great time to allow your mental health to catch up there's a big component to that. You mentioned like stress and cortisol levels and stuff. That's very real. So sometimes when training becomes too serious, when I feel like it's becoming too serious, like I can't miss this workout, I'm really diving in. It's usually an indication to me that I need to step back. Like this means too much. It's too significant to me at the time. It's really not that serious. Like relax. But when I'm feeling that, I take time for my mental health of, all right, I'm going to eat a pizza this weekend. It's just good for the soul. Sometimes you just do things that are good for the soul.
1: Joe, and you got a good soul, buddy. You, <laughs> <ruin that. laughs>
0: you got to do some different things. You know, maybe instead of the gym, I'm going to go to a museum or I'm going to go educate You know, myself in a different type of way or fill that time in a very different way. And that just makes you better as an individual. And it goes back to wanting to miss the gym sometimes it when you come back in you come in with a fury then but to just put the hammer down all the time things start to become dull and then you're doing things because you have to or you should be here and then you get frustrated because you're getting worse at the things you're doing and it's like well what are we really doing what's the point anyways then
1: take a body vacation yeah man your body deserves it <laughs> a one way ticket to body vacation. I wanted
0: to go back to something that yeah, you what's said because um, this is this is something that you can do to prove this to yourself about how it's working or or when you need to take a break. With clients, I will put together like a, a test period. Uh, measuring metrics of performance on a semi-regular basis. Say it's quarterly. So every quarter, we're going to do the same set of exercises for time, or just something that we can measure. It's going to be very consistent, right? How many pull-ups can you get in a minute, right? What's, um, you know, how many, um, you know, what's your sprint time for the same distance? Things like that. You track those every quarter, so I can say, all right, well, the training's working. You're getting better, right? We also use that as a time during or close to a recovery week. So, you know leading into that performance, you have a recovery week going into that performance day. Uh so you you're like, "Well, did I take the recovery week seriously?" And I've had clients that have not taken the recovery week seriously. They went harder in their training and well, it, they prove to themselves that their recover or that their performance suffered.
1: Maybe they want to impress you, and it's like you didn't impress me at all.
0: Honestly, most of the time, <laughs> you just hurt yourself. Most of the time, it's just because they don't want to not work out. They're just like, I need to, I need to go to the gym. They just want to work out, and then you know we'll have the performance day, and then be like, I should have taken that recovery week seriously. Mm-hmm. So I get it, but maybe do that. So you can prove it to yourself of like, all right, this obviously is necessary. I'm getting worse in performance. So, and then, you know, uh, to contrast that, take that recovery week seriously and see how, see how well you do. Cause we all have those days where you go into training and you're like, you just kick ass. You feel unstoppable. You sure. feel like you could work out for hours. You're yeah. just like, Oh my God. Like what? like my energy's great. My cardio is amazing. I'm not getting tired. I can like sprint. I recover super fast. I'm lifting really heavy weight. You feel like a superhero. And I think that's where we get addicted to fitness. You love that feeling where you're just crushing it, but it's just, look, it's not going to be permanent. You're going to go through periods where you're just feeling sluggish and tired. Just start to pay attention. Um, Look at it from a data perspective, you know, something that my brother and I always say is if you're looking at it from a data and from a statistics point of view, you don't manage the blip or the outlier. Look at the trend in the data. So if I'm consistently getting worse and worse fatigued, fatigue, it's a problem. If I have one day where my workout kind of sucks, don't worry about it. Maybe you just left weird. Maybe something's going on at the office. It could be a minute, but if you're noticing a trend, you got to stop, break up the routine. Sure.
1: I love the conversation around trends. It's really good. It's a really good point. You brought that up. Yeah,
0: it's it's true. It's true. So, um, you, you know, look, sometimes less is more, um, you know, so be, just be smart with the training. I mean, we, we all love
1: this stuff. I love being in the gym, but just, you know, be intelligent with it. Treat your body right. Treat it right, man. You probably would end up telling a friend or a family member, take a break, right? Yeah. So be kind to your body. That's
0: it, baby. All
1: right, Joe, that was awesome. That's awesome. Good stuff. Anything else, buddy?
0: No, I got. It. That's all I got. All right, cool. That was good, guys. Are we done? Are we doing a sign off?
1: We can. What would you say? I, do we need a sign off? We're gonna have to figure one out.
0: Let me. You know what? I didn't ask you today. What's up? How was your day today?
1: Oh, thanks, man. You're welcome. I appreciate that. How was it? It was good. I'm tired. How was your mental health? I got four hours of sleep. See what so I'm talking about? I'm not even. I'm not even taking care of myself. Are right you now gonna be working that. out today? Maybe. Maybe. After I have every other thing going on. But We we'll, just we'll, had we'll this stay. full conversation about overtraining. You're going to go work out now? We need to make sure that we take our advice. <laughs> That's right. I think I will. But yeah, we'll have to come up with a sign-off. We do need a sign-off. Yeah, I feel like if you were just like, okay, right now I'd say something silly like, hey, let's try in your shoes. Say classy, New York. That sounds That's better, taken. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, let us leave a
0: review, leave a comment, share this with your friends. Anybody who you think is overtraining, send this to them so that they don't make the mistake.
1: Yeah. Or if you end up going through one of your cycles and you end up taking a rest week, we'd love to hear what your, what your outcome was. Yes. Because that would be a great way to say, Hey, I tried this something new. And and then um, we sound smarter. Like
0: we know what we're talking about. We want to know.
1: We've just been, we've been just reading stuff off the internet every time, <laughs> like 10 minutes before we get on here anyway. So amazing. <laughs> okay. We should, we should end this. Okay. Let's yeah. Let's call it. All right. Bye
0: guys.